Good day, everyone. Welcome to Talk with Tom. I am your host, Aaron Wilker. And we finished off our last Talk with Tom, finishing off the 2017 year, coming into the 2018 year, talking about goals and goal setting and how we can achieve those goals. Um, But today's Talk with Tom, we're kind of going to continue with that theme of goal setting. But this time, we are turning it from your personal goals to your business goals. So from growing your life to building your business, today's topic is the five cash flow goals every bit small business should have. But before we get started, I want to mention that the sponsor of this episode is Tom's free ebook, The Seven Day Goal Setting Challenge. And the Seven Day Goal Setting Challenge ebook is for anyone who is looking to achieve a specific goal in one's personal life or business, no matter how big or small. And if you're unsure of how to go about starting on a path to achieving your goals, then this ebook is for you. Over the course of seven days, you will gain clarity into exactly what you want to achieve in every area of your life or business, and then you create a clear-cut plan for how to achieve those goals. And you can download this free valuable ebook uh, resource at successseriesllc.com forward slash documents forward slash goal setting challenge dot pdf or by simply going to Tom's resource page on his website successseriesllc.com. And now It is a great privilege for me to introduce my coach, my mentor, and my friend, Tom Hart. Good day, Tom. Hello, Aaron. How are you? New Year. I'm well, thanks. Yeah. How you? Doing doing great. It's been a busy busy New Year already, and that's a good thing. Well, here we are at the end of the month, and uh, of course, you and I, haven't had a chance to visit and say Happy New Year. Did you have a good holiday season? Uh, you know, it was a very relaxing holiday season because, unfortunately, my wife and daughter both had sinus infections, so they weren't up for going anywhere or doing anything. And um, I can't afford to be sick, so I kept them on one side of the house and I stayed on the other. <laughs> we, we interacted very little. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that, uh, but uh, glad you had the, uh, the the time together. Hey, I wanted to talk a little bit about this uh, free ebook that we're giving away. Um, this seven day goal setting challenge was published last year for the first time, and um, I'm bringing it back at the beginning of this year because this is that time of year where people turn their attention to goal setting. And so I wanted to give the audience a walkthrough of what each of the seven days covers, and that'll give them kind of a taste of why to download the ebook and, and put it to practice. Day one is assessing where you are. So we use my year-end assessment tool, uh, again, a separate but free uh, downloadable ebook, and that helps you uh, do the life wheel exercise, which kind of assesses your level of fulfillment in each of the seven life areas. Day two is where we define your goal. So we write down any goal or goals that you'd like to achieve in each of the seven life areas. 
make that description clear and measurable and time-bound, you know, the SMART, S-M-A-R-T goals. Next day, day three, we brainstorm what you need, writing down everything you need to achieve your goal, the knowledge, the skills, the people, the resources, assessing your strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities and threats toward that goal. Day four, we list the steps, the tasks to get you there. Day five, creating an action plan where you organize that task list into a series of steps beginning all the way through to the completion of your goal. Day six, where you commit to a daily action plan. Once you have decided on your most important task of the day, you resolve to focus on one task until it's 100% complete. You remember Gary Keller's book, The One Thing, you know, to determine what that one most profound task most would change and get game changer and move the needle. You commit to that daily action. Day seven, you monitor your progress. So you determine a measurement that you can use to grade your progress at each of these goals in each of the seven life areas. So seven-day goal-setting challenge here at the beginning of the year, free and downloadable at successseriesllc.com slash documents slash goalsettingchallenge.pdf. Great. And I'll tell everybody, I use your tools. You know, I downloaded the free resources that uh, you have on your website to set my 2018 goals. And matter of fact, I, I said I haven't been into my office that much this month and actually calling from my office this morning and I still, off to my right side of my desk is the material that I used, and I went, oh, yeah, yeah, there, there's my 2018 goal work. So it, it works. It's great. And thank you, Tom, for uh, allowing it to be free uh, off your website. But today's topic, we want to talk about the five cash flow goals every small business should have. Um, so let, let, let's go ahead and start talking about that, Tom. Why is, why is this important? Even if I don't have a small business, um, this is, this is actually an important topic to listen to, correct? Well, most definitely. In fact, much of what we cover can be translated to one's personal finances as well. Uh, today, I'm focusing on small businesses. I have many small business and entrepreneurial clients that uh, struggle with this, quite frankly. And, and in fact, uh, the, the statistic is that 90% of all small businesses uh, fail within the first three years of formation. And one of the main reasons is that it's a cash flow juggling act. Um, maintaining cash flow positive is something that's very common. And oftentimes, if you're offering a your service and you're billing your clients, they might pay net 30 or net 60, meaning 30 days or 60 days from time of service. Some even are not net 90. And so you're having to balance your cash flow during that month or two or three that you're waiting on that coming in, that income coming in from that service rendered or product. So this uh, is key to uh, small business success. And setting goals for cash flow management can really help make sure you have a profitable business and enough cash to offset your monthly expenses. So here are the five cash flow goals that every small business should aim for. Number one 
is pay attention to margins. Now, by margins, I mean both gross margin and net margin. Um, gross profits are what is left over once you subtract the cost of goods sold. So if you're, you're selling a product, you're going to have a retail price to that product. You have a cost to make it or the cost of goods sold, and that's going to come off that retail price to give you a gross margin. But margins vary by industry. Some are very, very tight. Others are quite generous. Um, most fall in the 20% range, 20% profit margin. Uh, but there are some things you can do to ensure that your margins are healthy, and that is to basically control your overhead, your materials, your labor, things that set that price point. And, and quite frankly, that you have it priced right, you know, on a retail basis. So oftentimes, client will come to me and ask, uh, what should they be hitting or targeting for their profit margin? And I come to learn they don't even know what profit margin means. So let me start with that because from an accounting standpoint, there's what's called IBITA, I-B-I-T-A, and that's earnings before interest, taxes, and um, uh, what am I missing? Well, there's depreciation in there. I know that. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> a amortization. Amortization. So, right. EBITDA is an acronym that's a calculation of that margin before interest, before taxes, before amortization. And oftentimes, small businesses don't think of it. They think of retail, less wholesale, and that's profit. And wholesale, the cost of that item. And it might include their overhead. It might not. They oftentimes don't think about it. What I ask clients to do is give uh, a good assessment, a good analysis of what that uh, profit margin is so that they understand by the time they make or purchase the product wholesale and sell it to that client retail, that they also have some costs involved that also include perhaps some overhead expenses that, in, that, that are people, uh, materials, that kind of a thing. And then from that, they still have to pay their taxes, you know, their business taxes, their, their income taxes. They still have to pay any interest on debt that they might have uh, acquired or a line of credit that, that paid for some of that uh, overhead uh, prior to sale. And then, of course, they've got to have their own depreciation, amortization of that depreciation over time of the business itself. I'm working with a client right now who's doing a startup, and uh, she is looking to uh, provide a service, but that service has a price point that is only targeting a certain demographic, but the product cost itself is quite high as well. And so how that seed capital gets met is key to her startup because she either has to get an SBA loan or an investor to come in to front that, that upfront cost of, of product and overhead. So number one is pay attention to your margins. Number two is be sure to pay yourself a salary. Now, it's not uncommon for new business owners to work uncompensated. They just think that their profits are their compensation. However, many continue to do so even when they start to turn a profit. They still don't pay themselves. And this has got to come above the line so that Part of your overhead is also your own compensation. And, of course, it's fair market. It's not 
something stupid and exorbitant. It's just what that manager or CEO would get paid in the public uh, market. Uh, something commensurate with that, as long as, you know, there's profits to support it. So oftentimes an entrepreneur will overlook this and think that their profit share is their compensation. And so I try to um, do an analysis of that industry and what pay salary or total compensation would be relevant to that. And oftentimes this is needed because of partners or for that matter, uh, other lenders that might be involved in the business. And, and while it seems, you know, a thrifty thing to not pay yourself or underpay yourself, you also then risk jeopardizing your personal finances. So that's kind of a catch 22 because if your personal finances are in jeopardy, obviously your business is in jeopardy. So, you know, again, it, 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 uh, is influencing one another, uh, either way. So, be confident enough in the profitability of your business to pay yourself a salary. Now, oftentimes businesses have um, the need for working capital, the need for uh, earnings to be retained, what's called retained earnings in, from accounting term, and to have that cash reserve in order to purchase the next month's or the next few months' materials, products, people, etc. So number have finances in reserve. And we know we're supposed to have enough cash set aside for our own personal costs. And obviously, sometimes that uh, is the only thing we think about when it comes to profit. Uh, however, um, what about the weeks ahead? You know, what about that next month? What about months or at least two weeks? And especially if you're invoicing a client on a net 30, 60, or 90-day basis, you really need to have some cash reserves. So that working capital or retained earnings allows that buffer without having to borrow more money, say, from your line of credit. You're essentially taking it from profits. And granted, it'll be reimbursed because you're going to have that future profit from that sale that is one month, two months, three months out. So it's always a good idea to aim for a cushion of about 90 days for not only future costs of goods and overhead, but emergencies like illness. And oftentimes a small business is a single or few people. And if one of them gets sick and it interrupts production, yeah, obviously your, your uh, income, your gross income is going to drop as well. So what I try to do yeah. is have my clients. Oh, go ahead. Well, you know, even if your business is seasonal, um, you know, we're, part of the year you're busier and everything's great and life is wonderful. And then, you know, the season ends and now you slow down. Like you say, you want to have that reserves to cover that, that slowdown and still maintain and operate your business on a normal basis. That's right. Well, oftentimes when I'm working with a client to, um, Seek capital, raise capital for that initial seed uh, money that's necessary to launch the business. Um, I provide them or we, we come up with a waterfall of who gets paid when. <laughs> uh, because usually that investor or angel uh, VC is going to, angel investor or VC is going to, you know, want to have some kind of a preferred position in a return on their capital. 
but there is, you know, other priorities, although they're a high priority, there's other priorities that that waterfall uh, outlines. Uh, just recently, I had a, a client uh, engage me to, to do this very thing, to help them with putting together a um, capital raise that would launch their business, and it was a high need, about $4 million ask on about a $20 million launch. And that equity, that equity raise of $4 million had to come with a preferred return to that hard money or, or uh, capital partner, hard money lender or capital partner. And the waterfall is something to always keep in mind for your own purposes of payouts as well. And the waterfall on the front end should be first debt, any debt that the company might have, because you want to make those payments. You want to make them on time. You don't want to get in jeopardy with your, your commercial lenders. Uh, then this retained earnings that I talked about, you know, where you have some portion set aside for that future working capital for one month or for six months. And you got in, in line where you got to talk it through with your investor or your, your partners. Uh, then that preferred retention that would come with that uh, that seed capital. And today's rates are usually in the 9 to 11% preferred. And what a preferred return is, is it's basically a off-the-top return on that capital. So if they've lent you a you, uh, million dollars and you're going to give them a 9% annualized on that million or whatever the outstanding balance is, uh, obviously you want to pay them out as fast as possible too because that's pretty expensive money. Because commercial lending rates are in the you know four to eight percent right now, so anything north of even seven and a half, you'd want to pay down quick and have a smaller outstanding balance, which would get that annual return, that annual preferred return. After that third step of the preferred return, would then come um, your own profit share. So, however, uh, the partnership is arranged so that there's a, a partner share. And not just you and your operating partners, but this same seed capital might have a, a partner, a profit share as well. And then you distribute those uh, profits. So that waterfall is something to keep in mind with this cash flow goals because, yes, you have the need to, uh, you know, kind of make sure that you've prioritized them properly, that you, you know, pay attention to your profit margins, that you pay yourself a salary and that you have this uh, working capital in reserve, but soon enough, you know, these other things are going to come into play. And, uh, and in fact, those would be items four and five. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so just recap real quick. One, we say, you know, pay attention to the margins, um, both net and gross, gross margins and net margins. Um, certainly make sure that you're getting paid, you know, pay yourself a salary. Um, the way I like to think about it is, you know, public companies after, you know, they pay their people salaries, they pay their CEO a salary and then any profit or something on their stocks, you know, they pay a dividend. Most companies pay it on a quarterly basis or whatever. So pay yourself a salary and to your point, you know, profit sharing or whatever, just think of it as a dividend, you know, then pay your the dividend on a quarterly basis or something like that. Um, have finances in reserve. And that's huge. 
because that's where a lot of the small companies um, don't make it is they don't plan for uh, whatever, you know, happens and they don't have the reserve capital and then they're borrowing or not able to borrow because they don't have the assets to borrow against or, you know, depending on what the business is. Before we get to four and five, Tom, let me remind everybody that today's episode of Talk with Tom is sponsored by your free ebook, The Seven Day Goal Setting Challenge. Um, you talked about it at the beginning of this podcast. And the Seven Day Goal Setting Challenge ebook, again, it's for anyone who would like to achieve a specific goal in their personal life or within their business. And it doesn't matter if it's big goals, small goals, but if you're unsure of how to do this, this is the book to get you on that path. This is the book to get you started in the right direction. It's free right now on Tom's website, successseriesllc.com forward slash WordPress forward slash resources. And um, if you go to his website, Success Series LLC, on the far right, at the top, you see resources. Under resources, if you click, click on his workshop resources, seven-day goal-setting challenge ebook is the very first resource that you come up to. You click on that, and a PDF will open up for you. And really, it is a great, valuable resource to get you started um, with your goal-setting and goal achieving, more importantly, goal achieving. <laughs> so, Tom, back to you. Pay attention to margins. Pay yourself a salary. Have finances in reserve. Number four. Well, and actually related to those three is this, this uh, accounting term of EBITDA again, E-B-I-T-A. So this Earnings before interest, taxes, and amortization also has to take into account the fact that you will be paying interest on loans, which is similar to what I was talking about with the preferred return to the the investor or, you know, interest rate paid on a commercial loan or line of credit. But don't forget, you've got taxes and you've got depreciation. Things below the line that come into play that really drive what your net net profit is because you still have to pay those taxes, usually quarterly, estimated. And, um, and, and, and then you have the benefit of depreciating certain business assets or the business itself, depending on your industry that you're in. So keep in mind that accounting, uh, whether you're on cash or accrual, this accounting uh, need to kind of account for uh, your earnings, not just on a profit basis, but on a, from an income statement basis. Number four is avoiding debt. So debt erodes cash flow. If you do have debt, try to pay it off as quickly as possible. Like I was saying, even with a seed capital investor, it's best to pay that down because that's expensive money. And any debt is going to come with an interest rate. Uh, lines of credit are a good option uh, for this. Uh, it allows for you to have uh, income come in a given amount of money that you can borrow when you need it and then paying it back when you don't need it or not it. That kind of helps balance that 
net 30, net 60, net 90 uh, cash flow that might be common to your industry. And it's different from a loan because you don't have to use it. So it's, it's a, um, uh, a balance based on what's been borrowed, uh, not a lump sum that's usually uh, provided at the front of the loan uh, amortization period. So use that as an option as well, unexpected cash flow issues. Uh, but the point is avoiding debt is uh, another goal to have for cash flow in a small business. And number five is to save for growth. So business loans, hard money lenders, and investors are an obvious option for helping you expand or grow, but they come with a price. They come with an interest price or a obligation price when it comes to a business loan. And I encourage my small business owners to pursue an SBA. Those terms seem to be a little bit more uh, accommodating for a small business to launch, uh, depending on your volume, depending on your your uh, uh, need. Uh, but there are hard money lenders, which are private uh, high net worth individuals that might provide uh, seed capital as well as angel investors and venture capitalists I mentioned earlier. But those investors uh, come with a preferred position, and that's usually in that 9 to 11% range. So how you grow your business is a very business strategic decision. However, if you can and your earnings provide for it, it's best to self-fund. So perhaps as you put together your business plan and you're looking at your strategic growth, you want to go with the eye towards self-funding and therefore set your expectations for growth based on how that self-funding can take place. Operating with cash and no debt will put your business in a much stronger financial position. So if your long-term plans include some kind of of uh, third-party involvement, uh, you want to get that that business to a certain strength point before you seek that third party. You know, either take it public or investor at a later date. And and so oftentimes at the front end of a business, I'll tell my small business clients. Hey guys, you have to determine now, and believe me, whatever they determine will not happen, but they got to set the goal to what their exit is. So you have this idea. That idea is something necessary to launch the business service or product, but what's the exit that that idea is going to lead to? And there's a lot of business operations in between idea and exit. But if you think about how you're going to exit day one, then it helps you organize your finances for the business as well. And you might say, well, gee, I want to, you know, sell this business in 10 years, or I want to turn it over to my kids in years, or I want a buyer to come in and, and uh, you know, partner with me for the last five years before I retire. Whatever those goals are that are your personal goals for how you want the business to serve your personal life is what you have to keep in mind with as you save for growth. And if you can self-fund that business to those, those different milestones along that continuum of your goal of exiting, then that will help you uh, determine then how you go about growing the business through loans, hard money lenders, bringing in investment, et cetera, scaling it in a way that is appropriate for your long-term plan. Right. Business goals, the cash flow goals that I would recommend. Yep, very good. Um, One thing, you know, just my experience is like you, I've had, 
several small businesses, and I've learned a lot. And as you are setting up your business plan, um, somehow, some way, protect yourself personally and your personal finances and incorporate somehow, some way. Become an LLC or single, single, you know, party um, partnership or whatever, S-Corp, whatever it is. And this is honestly um, where someone like Tom is a great resource and a great coach and mentor. Um, you know, I, I don't know your thoughts on that, Tom. Well, you know, personally, uh, my professional career over the last 40 years has been um, buying and selling 16 businesses. Um, I presently own three um, my first one was at 19 years old. So I've been there <laughs> and I've been the teenpreneur, the small business owner, the entrepreneur, the investor. And, and so for, for nearly two decades now, I've been coaching and training entrepreneurs, small business owners and mid cap companies on these many modalities and techniques and systems that, that I put into practice in my own businesses. And it affects lasting transformational change for them and their businesses. And so with that proven track record, um, I have the, the, the confidence that I'll be able to help you as well, that small business owner, mid-cat company entrepreneur that's out there that perhaps would turn to a business coach. So, yeah, feel free to give me a call. Go to my website. Check out the business advisory link. Uh, give me an, shoot me an email. Uh, I too can help you build your business. Yeah. And, and honestly, you know, Tom has helped me. Oh my goodness, Tom, we've been working together now almost seven years and yes. And, and I can vouch that working with Tom following his directions, his plan, um, holding each other accountable for different things really is great. And if you go to his website, successseriesllc.com, um, for business, he has a business coaching page, personal, just wherever you want to start to succeed, don't wait. Do it now. At the same time, go to his resources tab. Check out the um, free ebook, the Seven Day Goal Setting Challenge. Um, download it, get started there. Like Tom said, everything in that book. It's simple. It's easy to follow. You will be surprised. And if you have questions as you read this book, send Tom an email. So go to the contact. He will respond. Um, 2018 we're just at the end of the january you have the whole rest of your life to get moving start today go to tom's success series llc.com and look at all the wonderful resources that tom has there contact tom he's a great source of information to help you move yourself forward and i hope you don't mind me saying that tom um no, of course not. Thank I do you. want to. Re <laughs> and 
I'd like to, as we come to a close here, I want to remind everybody that this Talk with Tom podcast is one of the many free resources that Tom provides to help you grow your life and build your business. Um, please rate the podcast for us on iTunes, which would help tremendously with keeping the podcast visible so people who have never heard of it can discover it. And if you've already done that, we thank you very much. Um, we are very grateful for your time. And Tom and the Success Series team appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast podcast and we look forward to you joining us right back here next wednesday tom reading your blog post i saw that you had some action steps at the very end can you just really quickly summarize those action steps for us oh most certainly well we want you to be realistic about your business goals so Aiming for super high margins and an unrealistic salary or endless cash reserves can actually be detrimental to your business, just to name those first three of the five cash flow goals. So think about each of these five and prioritize them based on what's realistic for you and your business and what's achievable in your industry and, in particular, your wider business goals. So my action step would be to start by revisiting your business plan, talking to your accountant, and then go from there. Excellent. And I'd just like to remind everybody that Tom and the Success Series team, we truly appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast, and we look forward to you joining us right back here on the last Wednesday of every month with a new episode of Talk With Tom. So from me, Aaron Wilker, to all of you and Tom, have a, have a successful month talk with you next month. Goodbye. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Do me two favors. Number one, subscribe to this podcast so that you can continue to get my latest and greatest podcasts. And number two, please share this episode with your family and friends so that you might contribute to their lives by turning them on to me so that I can help them also grow their life and build their business. <laughs>